0: State Champs Nation, Lauren Plant here. Before we get to this podcast, I just wanted to bring you a quick programming note. The State Champs Sports Network is expanding our podcast programming. In order to make it easier for you to listen to the podcasts you want to listen to, we wanted to break them all out. You can find each of our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, from Apple and Google Podcasts to Spotify and so many more. If you're a State Champs superfan, you want to listen to them all, you don't have to To change a thing. We'll still be posting everything in this feed. Now, on with the podcast.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast. I'm Sarah Davis, here with my co-host, the swim coach at Bloomfield Hills High School, David Jolkevsky. Poolside is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Learn more about one of the top-rated private universities in the Midwest, according to the U.S. News and World Report. Visit ltu.edu for more information. Poolside is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. This program will cover the girls' season and the winters' boys' season, so be sure to check in every week. Today, in this particular episode, we have a few special guests joining us that are swimmers here in the state of Michigan. With us today, we have a senior, Cotter Welsh, from Mercy High School, who's ranked 113th in the state of Michigan. We also have Samantha Diaz from Mercy High School, who is verbally committed to the University of Wyoming and is ranked 10th in the state of Michigan. A senior from Cranbrook Kingswood, the USA Swimming Scholastic All-American Gwen Woodbury, who recently committed to swim at the Ohio State University and is currently ranked 5th in the state of Michigan. And then another senior, Halle Ole from Cranbrook Kingswood High School, who's ranked 51st in the state of Michigan. So the reason that David and I wanted to bring these athletes on poolside is to discuss the topic of COVID, how it has impacted their athletic careers, and what recruiting currently looks like. This has been a tough time for all of us, but as David and I discussed last week, the swim industry, just like each and every one of us, are really working to make the best of what we have. So let's first start with the topic. Before COVID, what did the typical swim season look like for you?
2: The typical swim season for me, um, I would I swim year round, so I take a break off um, in April. So I take a break, pretty much four weeks, middle of March to middle of April, and then I would just keep swimming the entire time. I take my club team off for high school, which goes from August to November. And I go right back into it in my club team. And I go until nationals in March. And then I have the spring season. And then I have the summer season all throughout. And that goes straight into high school. So that's a regular season for me. Busy, busy. Does everybody yeah.
1: else's season kind of look like that? Or you guys want to yeah.
3: get it? I swim year-round, too. So um, we swim high school from, like, august to november then i usually take like a week from november to um in november like after high school just to like detox and like like just like take a little short break before we get into winter and then winter is from like november to march sometimes april and then um my summer club starts in may So it's kind of just like a, a, that like circular cycle.
1: So you guys got some big changes coming when you get over to college. It's like, you guys have been on this little track and now you guys are going to adjust to the college swimming schedule. Anybody else want to share their, what their season looks like, or is it kind of similar for everyone?
4: Mine's, mine's very similar. It's, it's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So.
1: Um, what are the biggest differences that this season has had
4: compared to
1: the seasons before the covid impact?
4: Definitely the team bonding for me. It just it definitely seems like at least with high school majority of the season is really it's for the team it's, it's all the girls getting together and you know it's it's more than just swimming. It's just everybody being so close and really knowing each other's deepest darkest secrets and everything and that, that has just been the hardest thing is not being able to go and, you know, go have a team bonding at like we usually would. And I'm, I'm hoping, you know, this no pool heater and everything, this outdoor training has been replacement for that <laughs> because we've certainly had to get close.
5: I would say that cheers for me were a big difference. Like we're really all about like the team aspect and like cheering with each other and especially being a senior we have certain cheers that seniors can do and like they're in the middle of the big circle with the whole team and just not being able to do that really takes away from the whole like meat aspect.
3: Yeah. Going off what Cotter said, um, like having spectators there is a really big thing um, because when we do cheers, like everyone gets into it. So um, when there's like no spectators, it's like quiet and it's like almost like scary.
2: Yeah. I think, what Sam said, no spectators is a huge thing. It's a huge difference, and it makes a huge difference in the the meets. And I also think that um, how the meets are run, too, are there s- subtle differences, but they're still different. One of the main things for me, like, how, you know, um, the, like, two, two teams, if it's a dual meet, the two teams are on total opposite sides of the pool. So, like, we just had a meet against see home the other day and half of we were in lanes eight through five, they were in lanes one through four. And so it's kind of, it's different that way and um, how, you know, you can't really interact with the other team as much because you have to keep your distance. And um, I think also just the fact that, you know, the season started so late, I think was also a big thing too, because even though we started training in August, we at Cranbrook at least didn't have any meets until mid-September. And so it was a huge, a huge difference there. And it's, it's crazy to think that counties is next weekend and we would have had so many more meets in between that time than we, than we've already had. And I think it's that whole thing, that aspect of the season is definitely really different. Mm -hmm.
1: So Hallie, you mentioned um, that like the difference has been team bonding. And so what have you guys done to implement
4: some sort of team bonding through all of the COVID regulations? So one thing that we started doing is we've been having, um, breakfast after morning practice. Um, the captain moms will bring stuff to the pool. So we make sure everyone's wearing a mask and we're fortunate that the the club we're actually training at has a pretty big lawn space. Um, so we're actually able to, you know, go six feet apart and just enjoy like a snack, um, after practice, you know, being very careful that we're, you know, following guidelines, obviously, and 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 it's not it's not the same thing. I mean, it's not the same thing as you know going around a bonfire and really getting to know one another. But it's it's hopefully made the freshmen at least feel a lot more included. Um, and also, you know, we have we just we have a group chat too, um, and we've been really trying to use that. You know, any any things. Just I mean, like if there is a funny TikTok. Like one of us will send it in the group. (laughs) And I feel like, you know, sometimes things like that can really give somebody's personality. Like I have stupid humor, something that I think is really funny. Somebody else might be like, what the heck? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, hopefully I think that things like that have, you know, like I said, they're not the same, but, um, I, I certainly think it's better than nothing (laughs) and it's been working. So definitely.
1: What about you guys? Have you guys been doing any sort of team bonding?
0: Our, you guys are framing it up so well. Our, our girls are going through the same things and, and I, I praise our girls every day and, and you guys deserve so much credit. Uh, you know, it's tough as an adult, but you know, for you guys to, to be going through this and to see those little special moments, I, I think that's great. I think those are things you're going to remember for a long, long time. So, you know, I, I guess the one thing I'm thinking about as you guys are talking is, you know, if you're looking back, you know, now just a few months, you know, not think about how quickly season goes. Is there one thing you wish you would have done differently that those first few days or the first week to get things going now that you know what you know about COVID and everything?
5: I definitely would have. We had basically a month where we were in limbo. We didn't know if season was happening. We didn't know if season wasn't happening. There was no access to indoor pools. So we were doing dry lands outside and everyone just had this mindset that it wasn't going to happen because that was the best way to go into it. Just expecting that it wasn't going to happen. And then if anything did, we'd be really happy about it. But that kind of set us back a little bit because we weren't expecting a season. And I don't know. I think I just took those first couple weeks for granted because we weren't swimming and like, I wish I would have started my season that day.
3: Yeah, I agree with Cotter those like those first couple of weeks, like I'm going to be honest, like, I don't think I was ever like, I've ever been that like unmotivated and that like, like depressed about like what was going on with the situation because like, um, our school, we do this hybrid model where we go in two days a week and they were like canceling those two days a week because of like heat and stuff. And it was just like th- that was like the only thing that I was looking forward to. And like, we didn't even know if we were swimming inside. So, if I were to know that like we would, we were being given a season, like I would, I, w- I would be swimming for something. But during those weeks, I didn't have anything to swim for. I guess
2: for me, um, a lot of what was kind of um, out in the open for us was like, we didn't know if we were gonna have a pool or not. Uh, cause we didn't know cause Cranbrook has been under construction since March. So we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know, um, anything like, you know, Sam and Cotter said that if the season was even going to happen. And, um, I think, I think what I, what Cranbrook and I would have done was, um, I guess it's just kind of like a, 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 a bad thing, but I wouldn't have gotten my hopes up as much for having, um, our pool and having, um, kind of like a regular season in that aspect, because it's, it's a, the season has made me realize that having your own pool and having your own facility to work out in is a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. And it's, it's crazy how much it's been different this season, how we've had to practice outside and, you know, it's the second day of October and usually we'd be inside since August. So it's, it's, um, it's different in that aspect. I wouldn't have gotten my hopes up in that kind of way because, um, I mean, there's no way we can have a senior night this, on um, this year. There's no way we can have the little things that we used to do at the pool. And, um, so I think in that aspect, I would have.
1: Well, you guys, I'll touch on a lot of really good points. And just like David said, you guys deserve a lot of credit for doing it because, I mean, I'm a senior in my college season, so it is a little bit different. But I also play golf, which is like we're usually outside and social distanced as is. But playing volleyball, I know what it's like to have like the fans there and have everybody cheering you on. And senior night's a really big thing. So just to have all of that taken from you is really hard to go through, but you guys deserve a lot of credit for pushing through. Um, So, but before we get to our next topic, did you know that there are 32 $1,000 college scholarships the MHSAA hands out every year to scholar athletes? Listen to this to find out how you can apply.
0: Nearly 2,000 of the state's top student athletes will be recognized for excelling academically and in school activities through the MHSAA's Scholar Athlete Award underwritten by Farm Bureau Insurance. The applicants will be in the running for a total of 32 $1,000 college scholarships. Application materials are available exclusively online through the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
1: Okay, and so for the next question, um, you guys mentioned that counties are next weekend. What have you been doing to prepare?
2: I guess, well, what we've been doing is counties usually isn't one of the meets that we, you know, taper down or taper for or, um, uh, do less yardage for. So we have actually been doing more yardage than we've ever been doing. And it's, we've been, um, practicing more than we have, um, since this, this week is supposed to be our toughest week. And, um, since it is pretty much halfway through the season, but um, we've, we've been focusing a lot on racing and um, getting ready, getting our body used to that, that kind of mode of swimming because we haven't had that many opportunities to race. We've only had three, four meets in the span of a month and a half. And it's just getting people used to that kind of racing and that kind of swimming so that, they can have an opportunity to get a stay cut, to do a best time, to, um, you know, do something for the team. And so that's what we're kind of gearing up for towards counties and just getting our mind in the right place and having a meet that um, actually means something rather than just a dual meet. So especially for the freshmen, having this first kind of big meet for them and getting them used to that kind of format and stuff
3: like that. Yeah, like one said, there just like hasn't been like a lot of meets at all. Cause I think we've only had um like two or three. And because we're a big team, we can't like take our whole team to these meets because it's only like twenty five percent capacity. So that's like kind of an issue but um like ways that we're preparing is um because county is a counties you need like to go a certain time to go to the meet so this like this coming week we have like two meets just so that like girls can go and like just get their times because there's just like such a big issue of them just like not having the times like they can go them but it's just like they haven't been given
0: the opportunity to what do you guys think of the Format for this year, we had some uh, obstacles we had to get through, and uh, we're not going to have everybody on one deck. How are you guys feeling about uh, the satellite hosts?
5: I was definitely sad about it. Um, counties is just like such a great environment. Like, there's just a lot of people cheering, and you're really racing like the best of the best, and like you know you are. And so, I appreciate that there is going to be a counties because I know that um, a couple other counties aren't going to be able to have a meet and. I'm really thankful that as, like, a senior that I get one final county meet. But I'm going to be honest, I was sad that we didn't get to have, like, the same environment.
4: Yeah, I was, I was disappointed, too. I think one of the coolest things about counties is that you're racing against teams that you might not see at a dual meet. Um, and it's, it's really fun to get to go and race against some of the best teams in the state that you wouldn't normally see. But like Cotter said, I'm definitely just grateful that we even had a meet because <laughs> I was I was definitely worried that if it was gonna be a virtual thing, you know, we didn't have a pool. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm just grateful that we got a venue at Kettering and were able to compete.
1: All right, and so for Sam and Gwen, when did you commit to swimming college?
2: I committed um, last November so it was pretty early. Um, I, for me, I was, um, one of my, the first of my friends to do it, and, um, but I guess it's just when you know, you know, so. Mm -hmm. That's for sure.
3: Um, I committed, I can't, I can't even remember. It was sometime in May, I think, um, so quite recently, and it's, like, the same thing when you know, you know, but, um, I didn't actually take an official, obviously, because of, like, COVID and stuff, but um, I went and visited the campus, and it was, like, it's, like, out of, this is gonna sound bad, but out of all, like, my options, it's the best one, but, like, I loved it there, so it, like, just worked out like that, and it was it was great, and it, it definitely, like, lifts a weight off your chest, because, like, you got it like everything's like set in stone. Well, not set in stone, but like you have a plan. Yeah, So it's like nice to feel that way.
1: You know where you're going and you can graduate from high school and just not stress about having to plan what you're gonna do. Yeah. But so what did your recruiting process look like?
3: So <laughs> I was like really, like I've never, I think I, I got into it late because um, I actually lived in England for two years. So I didn't actually start the college recruiting process until like January of last year. So, um, I don't know, like they would send me a text and I would be like, where's the school dad? I have no idea who they are. And he'd be like, this is where they are. Like, these are the stats and stuff. And I'd be like, Oh, that's so cool. And then I would just like have phone calls with them. And before COVID, they would always be like, "Yo, like we need to get you out here and stuff," and um, that was nice. And then COVID happened, and then it was, then it was like stressful because then you'd have like your coaches and parents like pressuring you to make a decision when you didn't know what mm-hmm. you were getting into. That was definitely the hardest part. Like, um, it was making a decision. Without knowing all the information,
2: mm-hmm.
3: that was very difficult. Definitely,
2: yeah. I mine started much earlier. I so colleges could started contacting me uh, June of the summer going into my junior year. Um, so the uh, June two thousand nineteen, I started to do kind of recruit questionnaires before then um, just to get my name out there, just to kind of get colleges to look at me for them. And I did them for any, every, and every, any college you could think of, even if ones I didn't even think about going, I just did it because, you know, you know, the call, co- the coaches talk. So I wanted to just get my name out there in any way that I possibly could. And, um, I set up my college, my college swimming account. I did all like the NCAA kind of stuff beforehand. So just so I could have that out of the way. And um, so then when colleges started to talk to me that, that, that June, um, it was completely overwhelming because you had all of these, I actually was at a swim meet at the time. And I don't like to check my phones that much during swim meets. And I literally just, had like all of this stuff going on, and my mom had a bunch of stuff too because my mom would use her email for a lot, and um, it was really stressful, especially for you know someone who I wasn't even thinking about college before that day. Like it, it was the last in my mind. The thing I was thinking about was high school junior year. You know, trying to get through it, and so it was just another thing added on and. I was definitely fortunate in the fact that I had colleges that I knew that I wanted to look at beforehand. Um, I had ones that like, were my top, um, some, some ones where I was like, oh, I could never swim there, you know, gotta keep my options open. But um, I, uh, I had been kind of with Ohio State for a while, Um, They contacted my coach, Bill Thompson, before the college recruiting process started. And they actually started talking to him in my eighth grade year. So they had been with me for a really long time. And so I always kind of had them in the back of my mind. And they were the first visit I went on. I went unofficial with them. And um, I was talking to a lot of other colleges about visits and stuff like that. but. I couldn't really go on a lot of them, so I only went on two officials. I went on one to Penn State and one to Ohio State, and I um, I liked Ohio State and on the on the unofficial, but it's my first visit, so I was definitely nervous. I didn't know what to think. Um, I was just kind of overwhelmed at the same time, and um, then my second visit with Ohio State, I fell in love with it. And my sister goes there, which is kind of nice. So I knew the campus beforehand. I've been told many, many times. And I just, every single time I go, just love it even more. And it's like a second home to me already. And I haven't even like gotten ready to get in a dorm or anything yet. Um, But I think it was just the fact that they had wanted me from for a very long time. And it's that thing of it's a feeling of being wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being like they they knew my worth and my potential. And I think that was a huge factor in why I chose them. And also the fact that I want to be pushed and they're one of the good one of the best teams out there. I mean, they won big tens last year. So I I wanna, I don't want to be the best on the team. I don't want to be even close. I want to be completely pushed. I want to you know, get better. And the fact that they're the type of team that um, family kind of comes before anything else. And it's all about, it's not just about swimming for them. It's about, you know, learning how to do life with swimming. It's learning how to you know, create all of these skills, these social skills with other girls and other people and how to, you know, do something as a team, do something for your family, have something to look forward to. And that really struck a chord with me because that's how I feel with my high school team. I don't necessarily think of it as just a swim team. They're my second family and I would do anything for them. I would lay down my life for them, honestly. Like they are... The like the best thing that's ever happened to me. So I, I think that's really what, what made it so obvious that Ohio State was the school for me. The fact that they, not 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 only are they a great school and a great swimming school, but they, they that's a family for life. So that was a huge thing for me, and I'm so glad. I mean, ever since I committed, I've like, like Sam said, it's a huge weight off my chest, and I just I've been like so happy and you know, I I'm in contact with all of the girls from my class and we're we talk almost every day and it's just, it's, it's a great thing. And I'm so excited to go
5: really.
1: So. Awesome. Well, you can just hear your passion burning through everything you're saying. So it's great. And for the other two, what is your guys' recruiting process? Like what did it look like and what does it look like now?
4: Um, well, I guess for me, I, I also started, I, I got emails. I actually remember, um, as soon as the deadline was lifted, I was at a meet at Oakland University and I remember hopping out after my hundred fly and I checked my email and I got emails from schools I knew and schools i never heard of. And I remember being, um, just totally stoked that I was now, like I saw my friends commit and now it was finally my turn to start. Um, and at first I, I was really going down the path if I wanted to swim D1 um, and it totally shifted. And uh, D3 is is totally where, I, where I'm looking at now. And it has been just crazy. It, it really has. I remember I had a visit scheduled in March, um, an unofficial visit and, and everything got, all the campuses closed and it was kind of just, a period where I just, I had to, I reflected and I was like, what is this going to look like now? (laughs) Because, um, you know, everything that was planned was no longer there. And honestly, as much as it's been a struggle, it, I think that it's been, you know, a good thing because I'm, I'm able to see how teams and coaches are dealing with a period of distress and something different. And I think that that really shows what a true team is like. Um, And it's, you know, it's been, it's been difficult because a lot of schools, you know, coaches are not allowed to meet with a lot of recruits right now. So it's been a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of, you know, you can drive through the campus, but some campuses won't even let you drive through. Um, So I've been fortunate enough that I was able to visit a couple of schools and just drive through the area and get a vibe of the town and everything um, and I've, I've gotten to meet, you know, the team through Zoom, <laughs> so it's not the same thing as an overnight, but I'm glad that I'm at least, you know, getting to to meet the team, um, and like I said, I think that it's, it's really interesting to see how they're dealing with such change, and I've been able to talk to a couple other seniors, and it's kind of a relatable thing. It's like it's both of our last years. What is, you know, what are we going to do? All these traditions that We've looked forward to the past three years. um, And I really think that that's been helping me kind of find a team. It's, you know, having people going through similar situations that you have. um, And, you know, being, it's really been able to help me to uh, talk to people. Because obviously talking through people on Zoom is just so different than being there in person. But every Zoom call that I've had with a team there has not been one awkward moment. We've just been laughing and giggling and relating about everything. Um, So it's, it's not been a bad experience for me at least. So um, last high school
5: season, I actually had a pretty bad season and I was wondering like, what's going on, what's happening. And it was really stressful because that's when the whole like college recruiting process was starting for a lot of people and I didn't know what was going on. So finally I went to the doctor and I actually got diagnosed with severe anemia. Um, and they wanted to almost admit me to the hospital. Like it was really bad. And so, um, I was like, well, at least I have an answer. Right. So they put me on iron. I'm taking a thousand percent of your daily iron every day. Um, and then this whole quarantine hit. And it took me those five months to get back to health. And I finally, I got tested and now I'm healthy. And already the first meet of the season, I was putting up best times, best times of my entire career. I know, amazing. And so um, the last meet we had, I just like, I dropped more time and every meet I'm just like, Dropping and dropping, and it's really exciting to see the progression. And I know that I can do more. But uh, in regards to the college recruiting process, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what I can do, and colleges don't know what I can do, and they don't know where I'm at. So, honestly, right now, I'm just doing some soul searching, <laughs> and I'm just pushing myself every meet, every time, every day, just to see what I can do. And I'm just trying to go with the flow. It's really hard right now because there is a lot of pressure from parents, from coaches, from colleges, um, like applying and choosing a team, but I'm really just trying to assess all the variables and find the best fit for me. And
1: the best advice that I can give all of you guys is like when you know, you know, and I went through the same thing where at first I started off and I was like, I want to go big 10 volleyball. And then the harsh reality hits that I'm five, four and I will not go play big 10 volleyball because I'm too small. So, and then honestly, like I went to college, I played volleyball and halfway through college, I started playing golf. So it's like everything, whatever is meant to be, will be, and you'll find your path. So just try not to stress. I know. There's so much pressure on you guys, especially going through this hard, crazy time. But whatever is meant to be, will be. And just keep doing what you're doing. You're working to get better, and it'll show. you have anything else, David?
0: Um, yeah, you know, ladies, I guess looking, looking back on it now, you guys are going to be heading out the door here soon. Um, What's one piece of advice you'd give to a freshman or sophomore that, you know, wants to follow in your path and and make it to college and go compete at the next level? What, What would you say to them?
2: Don't focus on the times. Don't focus on the rankings, especially. Just focus on, you know, doing your best every time and practice doing your best that you can be and honestly trust the process believe in yourself, believe in your coach, because they know more than you think they know. And, um, really just focus on like what, what it is you can get out of this for yourself and not necessarily, oh, I need to be better than someone else. I need to be better than this other person. You need to focus on yourself and realizing that you are doing all that you can and that, you know, It's just chugging along. That's all it is. So,
4: If I could tell anybody going through this process advice, it would be take risks and don't categorize yourself like, oh, I can't swim there or I wouldn't like it there. Like if there's somewhere you want to go, reach out to them because the worst thing that can happen is no. And, you know, there were so many schools that I... It's like, oh, there's no way I could swim there. Um, and I remember getting an email back from one school in specific. Um, and they were like, yeah, you're, you're not going to be our best swimmer, but let's let's see where this can go. Um, and it's actually one of the schools I'm looking at now. So if there, you know, take risks. And the other thing, too, is don't be afraid to ask for help. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the process now where I've got to make decisions in the next couple of weeks. And I'm, you know, I was very stressed out about what I was going to do. And I'm fortunate to have people around me who have already went through this. Um, and like everyone's been saying, if you know, you know. Um, and I think that it's, it's really beneficial to, you know, step back and think what, why you swim like why you want to do this. And ultimately my answer would be, it's, it's for fun. I do this because th- these girls are, I see them more than my family sometimes. Um, and if you can find a place that's, that's going to be like that, that's, that's where you belong.
3: If I were to give any um, like advice, I would say don't like think so much about the school you're going to. Like, because sometimes people get so caught up in like the school's reputation and, and all the rumors that they have about them. And like, I would just like, go where you want to go, like go where you like have the best options for yourself, like where you can truly get like the best experience for you. I wouldn't get caught up in all like the, the like school hustle and bustle or like the drama.
5: I would say, remember why you're trying to swim in college like, when you're looking for schools, you tend to forget why you're looking. You're just thinking, oh, I want to swim. I want to swim D1. I want to swim D2. I want to swim D3. You're just thinking just about finding a school. But you really have to go back to, why do I want to do this for another four years? Like, and honestly, and if you haven't answered that question, that's great. And like, you should be looking into college swimming. But if you don't, Find that answer first and then look at schools because that's when you're going to truly be happy. Yeah, all of you guys have given such good
1: advice. And my advice as being a senior in college now is I agree with every single thing that all of you guys have said. But like the biggest thing that I wish I would have focused more on was focusing academically and then letting athletics follow behind it because my biggest thing was i wanted to go play college volleyball so i focused so much on college volleyball that there was a point where i was like well if i can go play volleyball i'll go play volleyball not really focusing on my education thankfully i found a school where my education was where what i'm going into has been really strong but Focusing a lot on your academics and then allowing athletics to follow is a really good route as well to go about it. All right. Well, thank all of you guys for joining us. And thanks for listening to the Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast presented by Lawrence Tech and brought to you by the MHSAA. I'm Sarah Davis here with my co-host, David Jolkevsky, and all of our uh, people who have joined us. Thank you so much for listening.